And they went to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John, and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little further, he fell on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Daughter, no matter if today is one of sorrow or one of joy, join us as we seek the Father's will with Jesus in the garden. Hey guys, welcome back to your second week of the Garden Podcast. Last week we talked about our relationship with God and our relationships with ourselves. So now we're going to keep going and hear about what does it look like to have relationships with others and also what do we do when relationships don't last. Enjoy! Okay, Olivia, so this seems pretty easy so far, right? Relationship easy with the Lord, relationship with ourselves. You may feel like you're coasting right now. <laughs> but wait a second. We're supposed to have relationships with others? Dun, dun, dun. What do you mean? <laughs> Tell me more about our relationships with others. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. So, not only does the Lord give us his love, and he is love, but this love doesn't just stay with us. It's to be poured out onto others. We, yeah. are, we are called to look like the Lord. So if the God is love, then we too should look like love. And that's by loving those around us and... You may have heard um, how Jesus gives, like, the first and second greatest commandment. It's the first is love your love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. And then he also says, love your neighbor as yourself. And that doesn't just start with Jesus. That's something that goes back to Leviticus. So, again, we're going back to the Old Testament. We're going back to Moses' time. Wow, wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And so we find this command originally in this holiness code in Leviticus 19. Um, and so I'm going to read a few verses before this, before we get to the love your neighbors yourself part. But it says, You shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Wow. Like, dang, he gives himself as the qualifier for us. Yeah. To love our neighbors well. Um, And so we can't love our neighbors well if we aren't resting in the fact that we are fully loved. Like, that's why the relationship with the Lord is first and foremost, because if you're not abiding... In that love, like you were just talking about, you're not going to be able to pour out love to those around you. Yeah, that's great. Um, so what does like this look like? Again, I, I think it's really important to talk about like the practical. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's super easy peasy to say love your neighbor as yourself. Um, so when we're talking about this in context of having relationships with others, Olivia, mm-hmm. um, give us a little bit more insight. What does that look like for us? Um, for that, let's just go back to scripture again. Let's go to Romans. Um, and we're going to see what Paul says. And, and in Romans 12, he says, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. And then a few other verses later, he says, live in harmony with one another. 
Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to what you do, what is honorable in the sight of all. And if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Wow. That's a lot. I know. Live peaceably with all. That is, really honestly, that is not how I see so much of this world, like living Mm. in terms of relationships. Um, And I think like what we see here in these verses in Romans is like when we as believers have relationships with others, it will look different Mm. from... um, our friends around us who maybe aren't believers um yeah i i love this also reminds me of uh first corinthians 13 mm. if i speak human or angelic tongues but do not have love i am a noisy gonging i'm a noisy go- well let's back whoa up. rachel <laughs> i'm a noisy gong or a clanging symbol if i have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and if i have faith so that i can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. Mm. And if I give away all my possessions, and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. And I think like something that really like, convicts me in these verses is like the motivation behind our actions Mm. in the relationships that we have because I think it's so easy as believers to be like I know I'm supposed to love my neighbor so I'm going to do this action I'm gonna say this thing I'm gonna send this text but if our motivation is not like from this place of love that starts like we said um from first john we love because he first loves us um if our motivation isn't love what we hear what we see here in first corinthians is like it means nothing without Mm -hmm. that motivation of love and i yeah i just feel like there are sometimes that i will do things in relationships because i'm like this is what the good christian is supposed to do Mm. i feel like it's really easy to fall into that pattern and really necessary to take a step back and ask ourselves like what is my motivation behind this relationship behind like each action that i everything i say every text message i send Mm. um every conversation that that i have like is it motivated by love um, and if it isn't, then I, I need to go back. Um, I need to repent. I need to ask mm. the Lord for forgiveness and then um, ask for uh, Christ's strength within me to change and, and to do it out of love next time. Thank you for sharing that. Like For me, it's a place of how I get caught up in this lie with friendship of how can I like serve them so well where they keep me around yeah and and that becomes my really poor heart motivation is doing it so I keep this relationship and going back to this of like if it's not motivated by the love that the father has given me then it's being done wrong and usually when I fall into like an unhealthy relationship with others it's because my relationship with the Lord isn't looking great in that time yeah that's great So I think that's, like, really important to note, like, on a practical side, like, sometimes in our relationships with others, 
we have to take a step back to the first relationship, mm. get it right with the Lord, and then re-enter into that. Um, I also think, like, uh, with that Romans, uh, Romans 12, the verses that we were reading in there, I think um, it's also really important to note that relationships are going to be messy. They mm. can be messy. Um, but messiness does not disqualify our relationship. Um, praise the Lord for redemption mm. in that. Um, but we are called to live in harmony with one another, um, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought um, to what you uh, well, but give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all. And so within that, sometimes, uh, like I was saying, we're going to mess up in our relationships. So we just need yeah. to take a step back. Um, and, and you know, through Christ's power, through Christ's strength, um, readjust as we move forward in our relationships. Yeah. And like even what you read in 1 Corinthians 13, like Paul to the Corinthians is speaking into really messy relationships with people and he interrupts this dialogue about like spiritual gifts and the one body with many members with saying, whoa, 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 bring it back to love. Like pursue love earnestly, like desire love, first of all, because love is the only thing that's going to last past eternity. Like if that's not our motive, we're doing all of this wrong here on earth. Yeah, that's great. So Olivia, I'd love to hear like, as we're talking about relationships with others, Give us some, like, friend wisdom. What is something that mm. the Lord is placing on your heart recently or a lesson that you've learned when it comes to friendships um, and this whole idea of relationships with others? Mm. I think something that I'm continually reminded of that Eve taught me, Rachel, is, like, <laughs> we have these three rings of relationships, like these tiers, where mm. we have relationships of those who strictly pour into us which we need. We need those mentoring relationships. And then we need those relationships where it's a mutually poor in space where they're, they are taking care of you and you're taking care of them. And then we also need those relationships where we're strictly pouring into other people and taking care of them where we're the mentor. And I think lately I have lacked the letting people take care of me. And I had many people slow me down recently and say, Hey, you're not letting others take care of you right now. And so I think that's something that the Lord is reminding me of too, is like, you were never built to just take care of people all day long. Um, and so being in relationship with people right now for me is someday saying, hey, I just need you to like take care of me today. Is that all right? And yeah. usually if they're your people, if they're your trusted people, they'll be like, yes, let me take care of you today. Yeah. So be humble enough to say I need someone to take care of me right now yeah that's great and I think again that goes back to like that first Corinthians 13 idea of man what is our motivation I do think I see so many young Christian women and like I'm here sometimes I do it too I'll be the first to admit it mm. but um where I will similar to what you were saying Olivia like I will do things out of like man I want this person to think I'm more like Jesus or I want this person to think I'm just like the most servant hearted person that, that they've I'm ever. I'm such a good servant. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah, exactly. And like, that is not the proper motivation for anything that we do. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when we get caught in that cycle, that's when we like lack, um, 
the desire to be poured into by others. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing. What about you, Rachel? What are you learning right now in your relationships with others? Yeah, man. Um, I I feel like I'm just, I'm learning so much um, in the season that I'm in, but I think um, what I'm learning post-grad, which I, I would love to speak to the CCU women because if you're not there now, um, you will be there soon or at least um, in a couple years. Um, but friendships aren't always going to look the same. Friendships, they're going to ebb and they're going to flow. Um, mm. But just because a friendship doesn't look exactly how it did at one point doesn't mean that it is ever worth giving up on. I think that um, if there are seasons where our friends aren't as engaged with us, if there are seasons where we can't be as engaged with our friends, like that um, we should just view that as a season. Um, I'm very much for, Olivia, you know this, uh, the friend DTRs. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, she sits her friends down and defines relationships. <laughs> it's awesome. I do, yes. So you've heard of the romantic DTR where you sit on the DTR benches <laughs> in front of the and you ask, CCU pond. are we? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we do that so much with romantic relationships that I got to a point where I was like, why am I not doing this with my friends? Why am I not defining like these people who quite frankly are like more important to me than this like seasonal boyfriend that, that, <laughs> that I'm having. I'm like, I, uh, like I should be having these defining relationships with them. And so um, have been really grateful to have found my people and have had, um, I, it's the most awkward conversation ever. Just but like I, a little bit. Yeah. I highly suggest doing it if, especially if like, you have a desire for lifelong friends mm. to just sit down with them and, and be like, hey, like, as long as the Lord continues to say yes to our friendship, like, I want you to know that, like, I want you to be in my mm. life forever. Like, I want to be in your corner. I want you to be in mine. And um, one of my friends, uh, literal response was swag money. <laughs> swag money. When you don't know what to say, <laughs> say <Yeah>. swag money. <laughs> um, others of my friends were like, man, like I feel the same way. Like I want you in my life forever. And so I, I'm like, why don't we have these conversations more? Mm -hmm. Like we should have them all the time, um, with our gal pals. Um, and so I think that uh, within that, I'm learning that when you make that commitment to be lifelong friends with someone, it's not always going to be um, a, a walk in the park. It's not always mm -hmm. going to look the same. But quite frankly, I think we should practice this more. I think it will actually, especially if we desire marriage, like that's something that will also help prepare us for marriage because... Marriage is not always going to look easy. It's not um, always going to be seasons of the same. But uh, marriage is a lifelong commitment. And so we should start practicing that mm. with our friends around us. Um, because the only relationship in our life that we really stick to forever should not just be our spouse. Mm. Like There should be others around us that, that we are committed to for life. That's so good. Thank That's you. so good. Well, because relationships are always going to be messy because you're putting two messy, sinful people together and you're saying, love each other as Christ has loved you. Like, it's never going to be easy. Um, 
And something we, a term we throw around a lot in our conversations is high council women. (laughs) And, And it's some, like, ladies, if, if you're listening and you don't have those women who are in your corner who know all about your life, who intricately know you and, and you know them and you, and you walk through the hard and the good together, like, I encourage you to, to seek that out and ask the Lord to bring you those people that you can sit down and have these DTRs and say, will you be like my lifelong friend? Will you be this person that sits on my high council and I bring to you like the heavy and the, the happy things of life? Um, and if you don't have that, come to the garden on Wednesday mornings at CCU, if you're at CCU. And there's a lot of women there who would love to meet you and would love to know you. Yeah, that's great. I think um, something that a mentor said to me one time was um, she she told our small group, like, hey, every part of you should be known by somebody and it doesn't have to be like the same person and I think that's another like really important thing with this idea of yeah it's what we call the high council (laughs) for Olivia and I (laughs) and um essentially like for me these are the women that when I have a big decision that I need to make like I'm like hey I need wisdom what do you think exactly when life is hard when life Mm -hmm. is like sorrowful they are the women who step in and like carry those things with me um and when Mm -hmm. life is sweet they are the women who celebrate with me um Mm -hmm. and within that I think um my mentor would say that uh secrets are satan that um when we keep parts of our lives hidden um it just really drowns out um, community it drowns out our ability to like have these friendships so um, I really just encourage anyone listening that um, find those people find those women in your life who can be the high council women who can um, walk through the hard times celebrate the exciting times and who can know you um, and um, keep that like that knowledge of you will will mm. keep Satan from having a stronghold in your life in in multiple different areas. That's so good. Go mentor. Yeah, yeah. She's doing the most. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shout out Rachel. <laughs> I know. Shout out Rachel's mentor, Rachel. Yeah. My <laughs> mentor's name was also Rachel. This Should is we crazy transition to like? So these are really good. Like we love. <laughs> We love these relationships that last, like, the Lord's is everlasting. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. You're stuck with yourself your whole life, so that one's everlasting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and these relationships with people, hopefully they'll be for the long haul, but Rachel, you and I both know sometimes relationships don't last. Yeah. And what do we do with that? Yeah. That... Um... That is such a great question. Obviously, you can tell from Olivia and I that we're like really passionate about relationships that do last. We um, like it's always been a desire on my heart to have these lifelong friends. But like, like we said, relationships are messy. Life is messy. Like it's not Mm. always going to last. And so we just want to address that as well. Um, And so I think like one of the the best um places to talk about this is ecclesiastes 3 um and 
uh, verses 1 through 8 say, There is an occasion for everything, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to give birth and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to avoid embracing, a time to search and a time to count as lost, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. So I think like what we see here is uh, Ecclesiastes has a, a very heavy tone. Meaningless, meaningless. Yes. Everything is meaningless. <laughs> exactly. So there's like uh, some, yeah, some heaviness here. There's some lamenting here. But mm. what we see is like this idea that, man, there is everything in this life just feels like a season. Feels mm. like there is nothing that is permanent. Feels like there is nothing that lasts. Um, Michael A. E. N. Um, says, events and characteristic seasons of time are imposed upon men. No one chooses a time to weep. Equally, the events of life that come our way undermine our confidence that our endeavors will ever have any permanence. And I feel like I, even in just what we were talking about, there are times that um, I can... Um, become discouraged wondering like within my relationships will there ever be any permanence um and so the first thing that i think it's important to we're going to go back to this the the entire conversation is there is permanence in our relationship with the lord like praise the lord for that yeah that is steadfast that is everlasting as you were saying olivia um but man within relationships sometimes it feels like we're going through this ebb and flow of um of different seasons that and and nothing seems to um be fulfilling nothing seems to be permanent Mm -hmm. within that um but praise the lord ecclesiastes doesn't stop there um (laughs) verses nine Um, through 11 says um, what does the worker gain from his struggles I have seen the task that God has given the children of Adam to keep them occupied he has made everything appropriate in its time he has also put eternity in their hearts but Mm -hmm. no one can discover the work God has done from beginning to end Mm -hmm. now my translation says he has made everything appropriate in his time other translations say he has made everything beautiful mm. in in its time and um man what a what a beautiful truth to cling to that we know that even in the impermanence of life now there is permanence um that we will have um in eternity mm. and I think that that is really the main place that we have to stand when we're talking about relationships that don't last, whether that is friendships, family members, or romantic relationships, that we have to keep our eyes focused on eternity. Like, Mm. what happens here is not forever, but we know the God who is forever, and we know that there will be a day 
um, where our tears are wiped away. Mm -hmm. There will be a day um, when we are um, with God forever, and the things of this earth are going to feel so small and and so meaningless. And Mm -hmm. really, that's what the author of Ecclesiastes is getting at, that unless we keep eternity in our mind, everything else is meaningless. Mm. That's so encouraging to us that like when we do keep eternity in mind, when we do have our eyes fixed on that ever everlasting relationship with the Lord, like there's a peace that comes from that. Um, but I also just want to ask the question for the girl who is in the season of a relationship that isn't lasting, like what do I do with my anger and my sadness and like my lament like, I would, I don't think we teach enough in church or as we're growing up, like, how to healthily and glorifying to the Lord, like, honor those emotions and feelings, and how do we sit with those with the Lord? Yeah, that is so good. Um, Olivia, if you had asked me that question six months ago, I would not have an answer for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but I just recently went through a season of lamenting, uh, a season of grief, and um, man, I I do just want to say to the listener that if you are in that season right now, like, the Lord is with you, mm-hmm. um, the Lord sees you, um, the other verses that we looked at in this week of the garden study um, was Matthew 26 and John 11, where we see Jesus being betrayed and then the death of Lazarus, um, that um, mm-hmm. Jesus understands the pain of betrayal and he also understands the pain of loss, um, mm. what we sometimes refer to as the shortest Bible verse (laughs) is Jesus wept that Jesus felt those emotions um and there's something just so beautiful like bringing those emotions Mm. to the Lord um Olivia I see you already have lamentations open in your Bible (laughs) which is so good but yeah legitimately there's a whole book of the Bible for lamenting for, for lamenting yes and Uh, Just some really practical things. I had a friend tell me to open to Lamentations and just cry out those verses to God. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, feel those emotions, sit with them with the Lord. Like the Lord will meet you there. He Mm -hmm. will be really gracious in that. That's so good. I love, thank you for sharing like where you have been lately. Yeah. Like, um, I, I wanted to talk about Lamentations a little. Like, my church sat in Lamentations two or three weeks ago, and we we talked about lamenting, and something my pastor said was he was like, the pathway from pain to redemption is lament. Hmm. And, like, typically in, like, Psalms where there are laments, we find that there is a lot of pleas with of the, the psalmist crying out to the Lord, and usually there's a refrain of praise, too, in the midst of it. And so, like lamenting can look messy too like it doesn't have to look really clean and neat and tied up with a pretty bow of oh like the lord is so good to me in this season which he is but it's like be upset with the lord like bring him your emotions he's never afraid of your emotions and like even just in lamentations like chapter three there's only one section in the whole book of lamentations that's praise and but it comes afterwards of like 
He has made my flesh and my skin waste away, and he has broken my bones. Like, that is deep. And then just some verses later, he says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Like, don't be afraid. This, this is for the girl who's lamenting right now. Like, don't be afraid to bring heavy emotions to the Lord. Like, it is not disobedient to be angry or sad. Yeah, right. And I, uh, I think also of Job, that mm-hmm. um, this lament that Job has, that's another, like, really beautiful place to sit. Um, and I also am thinking of Daniel 3 right now, and... Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are Shadrach, Meshach, and Benny, if you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, they are um, about to be thrown into the fiery pit um, because um, they have decided to, um, to follow God, to not take idols, to not worship other gods. Um, and it is um, in Daniel 3... We're turning there now. She's getting there. She's getting there. Yes, indeed. Um, So, yes, they're about to be thrown into the fiery furnace. um, And um, they say, if the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire. And he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Mm. And I think that in a time of lament, this is the heart posture that um, I want to have, that that I Mm. hope and pray that um, you have, that it is um, this idea of like, hey, Lord, if you pull me out of this pit that I am in, like, I know you are capable mm. of doing that. Like, I know that you're a God of power. I know you're a God of compassion. I know that um, you you can save me from even these, like, really heavy emotions that I feel. Mm. Um, but also having this heart posture. But even if you do not, like, I will still worship you. I mm. will still serve you. And that can be a really scary place to be. But, oh, just so beautiful to surrender those Uh, relationships that aren't lasting over to the Lord in that way Mm. and like in that too I love that like going back to just Jesus and like the passages you were talking about of in John 11 and in Matthew with Lazarus and with Judas like Jesus felt these things and like even on the cross he quoted a lament psalm of David he said my God my God why have you forsaken me like even Jesus practically practices lament (laughs) and Like, we saw that in the scripture that we read in the intro for this podcast of, like, he asks for the Lord to take the cup from him of suffering, but at the end of the day, he says, Father, your will be done. Yeah, Um, so so beautiful. Those relationships that look like they're not going to last, may our prayer in the midst of those be, Father, let your will be done. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, and I think, like, just to kind of full circle on that, Um, just this idea of, man, we need to be going to the Lord. We need to be abiding in him in every moment and every season of our lives. Mm -hmm. And we see like 
Jesus's pattern was to withdraw and to be alone with the Lord. Mm. And it's not just when everything is going right for Jesus. And, and just as we read in Mark, um, Mark 13, that, um, yeah, Jesus came to God the Father in the garden and and cried out in in sorrow cried out in lament even in those moments withdrew to be with the lord and so when we're talking about these relationships that don't last i think that that is one of the most important things that we can do is to take a moment withdraw from Mm. the world around us um and and offer ourselves to the lord again Mm -hmm. yeah we have to keep going back again and again to just abiding in the father because we aren't going to have relationships that last with others or be able to handle when relationships aren't lasting if we're not first abiding in the relationship that will never leave us yeah man olivia that's so good this is so great um so just in case cc women you didn't know this these types of conversations are what is happening Um, every week at the garden so if you are a CCU undergraduate woman we invite you to come to the garden bible study if you're not able to be there or if you're not a CCU undergraduate woman we're so glad that you joined us in this conversation today um Olivia why don't you give us a little preview what are we going to be talking about next Oh my goodness. Well, currently right now in the garden, we are going verse by verse through the book of Philippians. Wow, wow, wow. It is so, so good and so sweet for all of us women to just open our Bibles and just go through verse by verse and talk about it. Because we, as women at CCU, we don't want fluffiness. We want to be in the word and be women of the word. So join us as we dive into Philippians. And we're also going to do that here on this podcast. Yeah, that's so great. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been Rachel and Olivia on The Garden.